Thanks for joining us here on Pretty Spiritual, where we're attempting the unthinkable about how to navigate this messy, beautiful, imperfect life with spiritual tools, what principles, and our own personal stories. So we're not experts. We're not religious. We're definitely silly. We're honest, real, and willing to share. So join us as we connect, bond, and grow together. Hello, sweet spiritual friendies. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Lindsay Pony, and as always, I'm joined by the incredible Ella. Hi, I'm Ella. And we wouldn't be complete without the amazing Anne. Hello. Today, we are going to explore the topic of self-confidence. So easy. So easy and so fun. Turns out it's here right now. It's actually here Somehow, right now. Somehow, yeah. Confidence is often described as a belief in oneself, and we know our beliefs can be pretty largely skewed, exaggerated, and distorted, dare we say off-base and incorrect. Self-confidence can go in either direction of too little or too much. Too much confidence can come off as arrogance and cockiness. Too little confidence and not only do you not believe in yourself, but it's hard for others too as well. What's your experience with self-confidence? Are you telling yourself you're amazing and confident while falling short? Perhaps you fall on the overconfident side, believing in yourself so much you overestimate your abilities only to make important judgments and decisions without the sensible degree of consideration, which leads to mistakes and problems. Overconfidence is said to have crashed the Titanic and caused the Great Recession. Wow. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, this is serious, you guys. Oh, it is. And don't worry, I uh, know nothing of the overconfidence. I fall much farther (laughs) on the complete and utter no confidence side. But it's important to, you know, uh, address it all and see maybe uh, have space for where our listeners might lay. And if so, if you're completely overconfident and amazing in that way, go ahead and write into us and let us know what that's like. (laughs) We want to hear from you. We're so curious about that. Uh, What happens when our belief in ourselves stems from childhood incapabilities, memories of failure, and past experiences that no longer fit us? Can we position ourselves in new confidence? Is it possible to look back, see our shortcomings, and readjust our perspective to bring our new and true realistic sense of now and present capabilities while feeling confident and secure in that knowledge? We think so. Oh, yes. I say yes. I say with a confident yes, indeed. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we can. Okay. Okay. Striking a healthy balance requires realistic self-appraisal of one's abilities. Isn't that the hard part? Can we look at our beliefs, evaluate what is truly here, set our sights on ideals, and apply tools to get where we want to be? We know it to be so. (laughs) Your self-confidence is really going to carry us today, I have a feeling. (laughs) You know what? This this episode has really helped me. I feel like I have unlocked. Amazing. So get ready, everybody. (laughs) We'll see if that actually happens. Um, I mean, of course it will. It will. We know it to be so. We can increase or decrease our self-confidence depending on where we are at because confidence is not an innate fixed characteristic. It is an ability that can be honed and improved over time. That is the great news. The other great news, 
we are going to have to work for it. Oh, yeah. Always. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So where to begin? Let's see where we fall on the spectrum with some experiences of our own in under, and perhaps anybody here got any overconfidence? Anybody? (laughs) I'm like both at the same time. Oh, that's what I thought too. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Annie, could you be so bold as to start us off? I would be honored. Thanks for the topic, Pones. I really appreciate it. As I was writing this, I was looking at definitions. And the one that I really liked was just looking at the word confidence. And it's a relation of trust or intimacy. So then self-confidence is like a relation of trust or intimacy with myself. And so I was thinking of self-confidence not in the terms of like, I can go in any room and talk to anybody and do, do, do. But more, what is it like to believe in myself and be in an intimate relationship with myself and have it be okay. Mm. Thinking back over that, for a long time, I got my self-confidence from alcohol. And that worked so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And it was more of this confidence that I was not that internal sense of relation, but in external confidence where I could talk to anybody, I could try new things. It was a very external coat of confidence that... um, drinking gave me Mm -hmm. and that but then it stopped working you know I really worked it hard for a long time but then (laughs) it really stopped working and when it did I was an adult who didn't really have a sense like a foundation of myself and so this thing that I had used for confidence and for like I almost think of it in terms of bravery you know Mm -hmm. like how can I just this extroverted part of myself that isn't always extroverted how do I put that on uh, without this crutch that I've used for so long, and I'm adult, and this is a skill people kind of learn in their teens and growing up years, and I had I had just steamrolled over that with my partying. It took some time, and it's still taking time, to learn how to build a sense of self-confidence in that concept of like intimacy and trust in myself, mm-hmm. and shifting away from Like I've heard the term gutter bravado. I didn't know that that wasn't self-confidence. And so for a while, when I was first starting the spiritual journey, I would just use that. For me, the self-confidence and the humility are linked. And I don't mean to say I have this figured out, but I'm trying to reach for it of how can I be confident and have an intimate and trusting relationship with myself and still just accept myself as I am not because someone else is giving me feedback or someone thinks I'm attractive or because someone thinks I did a great job, but just like, here's the Annie that I am right now. This has been a slow inside and outside job. And it really started when I began taking responsibility for my drinking years because I had not assumed responsibility for my life for so long. And then when I started getting some tools to just say, wow, here's my behavior. And I don't just mean when I'm drinking, but, you know, just really weird behavior that I would have. When I started doing my best, to be honest with myself, I started getting more of a sense of like intimacy and trust with myself of like, oh, I'm, it's safe in here and I'm an okay person. Healing work has also helped. Like I had these deep, sad parts in me uh, that were really hardwired towards self-loathing so that I needed external stuff to feel okay because inside... I was not jazzed on who I was. And then bringing that stuff up and out into, I guess, like the spiritual sun has helped start to heal it. Today, self-confidence is believing in myself, trusting myself, 
practicing about being a safe person for myself and others. It means I can take more risks. It means I can be, I'm willing to be disappointed. This podcast is is like an example of my new sense of self-confidence. Like trying this totally new thing with friends and just being vulnerable, like that required this foundational piece inside of like, we don't really know what we're doing or how it's going to go or how people were going to react, but I'm willing to try with love and, and it's okay. So that's my, my journey with self-confidence. Love it. So nice. Annie, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us. I really liked the definition of the intimacy and trust of self. Yeah, I think it really gets to the core of this matter. Moving towards validation internally, being nourished through validation from ourselves rather than externally fed by other people. And I'm starting to see the connection where I thought that if I got others to love me and validate me, then I would like have this self-confidence. I didn't even recognize how lacking my self-confidence was, but people would really be like, oh, I think you got it. Or, or I'd say things like, oh, I don't know, I'm really dumb. People would be like, mm, like strangers. I don't think that's true. Uh, and I remember being like, oh, maybe I'm not dumb. <laughs> You're not dumb. You're very smart. <laughs> the part for me about this self-confidence in the piece is that what I'm searching for, I'm searching with. Just swimming around in the underconfidence and overconfidence at the same time, I would be feeling like the most amazing piece of dumpster trash in the world. Whenever I start out to do something, I've been really listening and paying attention to my internal narration of what's happening and what's going on, which is very subtle. And it's a really big piece for me to have self-awareness and do accurate self-appraisal is for me to really be with what's here and to really be listening. So instead of it being like the sirens calling to me and I don't even notice and all of a sudden I'm on the island of complete and utter unworthiness and no confidence, I I can hear that there's this narration of you suck. You're never going to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. You don't know what this is right now. And it's interesting because I started doing karate last year and I get to have these experiences. I think it's so important to, uh, put ourselves in compromising positions where we don't know what we're doing. So we can see what the learning process looks like and get Mm -hmm. to know ourselves on that type of level. Last week at Karate, they call out the technique that you need to do. And then you do the technique that is what your teacher does. They teach you and then they call it out and then you do it. And it's a process over time. It's very interesting. And I, so my teacher's there and he tells me the plucking the bird from the sky. And inside my head says, you don't know it. You can't do it. This will not happen. And I'm like, but I know it. Mm. So I like hear myself doing that. And I tell my teacher and he starts laughing at me and he's like, oh, (laughs) Um, it's so sweet to have like these mentors and these teachers who really get to know us and know our capabilities. And that's what my karate teacher says. He says, you're really good and Mm. you don't even know it. You keep saying you're not. So I love him very much. I'm just talking about getting to hear and know 
what's here and what's going on inside of me and understanding the well that I'm pulling from. If the water that I'm drinking and what I'm believing, if my beliefs are there saying, I can't do this, you don't know it. Like how silly that before I even go to do the technique, to even do the first block or whatever it is, my mind tells me, you don't know this. How am I going to begin? How, what type of setting is that to start when it's already you don't know how to do this. It's so painful and hard to look at that. So I like to think about when we were little children. You know, before we could talk, before we had our large brains, we did amazing things without anyone helping us. Really, we learned to roll over on our own. And we learned to get up and start walking. Every time we fell down, we got back up, maybe even with a smile. And I want to return to that that confidence, that innate self-confidence in, is in all of us. It's the things that happen over time, what we internalize, maybe what was said to us, some of the things that happened, what we watched happen to our parents or people around us, what they believed about themselves, mm-hmm. maybe some of their best efforts or what they thought that they were saying to us to help us just cause these chinks in in our armor and the, these folds in our our being we've just been folded and crumpled and folded and crumpled and now it's time to get to know for me what's really here what's really here that's really feels like my deep work right now with self-confidence it's taken so long to see that in the middle of something I'm like oh I'll never do I just go fully on the spectrum oh I I won't be able to do this I can't do this that's how it starts off then I start doing I'm like wow I'm doing it oh I'm so good I'm definitely going to be the best by the time (laughs) this is over I am going to be going to the Olympics yeah I haven't even been training and I am for sure first place right here, right now. (laughs) I win. (laughs) And I've been really being able to have the space to be present without judging what's going on here. So it's really kind of this safe, right? It's this trust and this intimacy with self where it's okay that this is here. Oh, I see you. Oh, oh, you really think you can't do it. Well, let's give it a try. Let's give it a try. Mm -hmm. Oh, you think you're really great. Well, let's, let's back it up a little bit. Let's just see if we can just do this little piece right here, right now. And maybe with some humility, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm not sure but I can Me tell either. that once I go all the way to the other end of the spectrum I'm like whoa calm down. <laughs> this might not be it <laughs> uh, so it really is an amazing <laughs> textured journey here that I'm on <laughs> with self-confidence and seeing what's here and having the space for that and thank you all so much for mm. coming along with me thanks Pony. thank you Pony Ella, what about you? What's self-confidence look like in your life right now? I relate so much to what you guys were talking about with this thing that used to be like something I was trying to draw from the outside in transitioning into something that needs to come from the inside out. Gosh, I yeah, I really relate to what y'all were talking about. I like the idea of self-confidence being applied to babies learning how to walk because that's often a metaphor I use for myself spiritually. Like we're going to fall down a lot. And one of the really great things about being a baby learning to walk is that you're not that far from the ground. So when you fall down, you don't need to hurt yourself, you know, whereas like I think about the times I fell down when I was like on a not on a very kind of flimsy self-confidence high and I was really shattered by falling down. Yeah. So for me, there is this 
uh, I don't know really like where it came from or when it started, but this kind of pervasive feeling of like, I never feel like enough. That was really tender and uncomfortable. And I did a lot of stuff to try to cover over that or make myself feel like I belong. You know, the way that looks today is this very interesting um, desire to like, adorn my outsides in a way that will protect me from pain or something and it's interesting I really don't know what it is I'm so curious because I one of my spiritual teachers was reminding me she was like I'm really interested in this because like you're not a shallow person and I was like you're right I'm not and at the same time this stuff is like so overly important to me you know I'm like, what is this? It's really interesting. So for me, what self-confidence used to look like when it was like this fully uh, from the outside in endeavor is, um, you know, I'm like dangerously underweight slash like in the process of like starving to death. It's not funny. I mean, when I think about it, I'm just like, oh my God, poor thing. I'm probably wearing clothes that are like really tight to show off my skeletal figure. (laughs) I just think of when I was so depressed and really deep in substance abuse I wouldn't leave the house for weeks at a time but when I did it was in my tightest black dress with all my eye makeup done and curled my hair and I was dancing on a pool table and I am queen of everything that is dark (laughs) and tragic I don't know. But I felt really confident about that realm, at least, you know. And so it was this really precarious tightrope I was struggling to walk on. And when I fell, I was a long way from the ground and I would get hurt and it would not be. And by hurt, I mean spiral into like depression and worthlessness and whatever is the extreme exact opposite of that kind of like gutter bravado. Today, it is self-confidence is a matter of coming from the inside out. It's actually a structure that I can stand on safely because it's been it's been based in these spiritual principles that have to do with searching my being for what my true values and intentions are and feeling really safe and like I can trust where those come from so that even when I'm quote unquote wrong, I make a mistake or I put my foot in my mouth, you know, I don't have to be hurt the same way I was before. Like I'm a terrible person. I don't deserve to like take up space in the world. And instead it's like, oh, I can accept my challenges and flaws and whatever else with a little bit more humility and hopefully a sense of humor. So it's, you know, it's like, oh, that was, whoops, totally put my foot in my mouth there. My bad. I can really understand why that (laughs) rubbed you the wrong way, you know, and I don't have to feel like I need to die because I made a mistake, which I know that sounds dramatic, but it really, it was how I used to feel. Mm -hmm. For me today, self-confidence is really something that I'm experiencing growth around in relationships with other people what it's like to tell the truth about my experience in a way that's respectful and owns what belongs to me, but also not in a way where uh, I let other people who have 
perhaps an easier time with self-confidence steamroll my needs or opinions or beliefs because I feel like I don't deserve to take up mm. space. Just fun and lighthearted stuff all the time. Spirituality was never meant to be light and airy, or was it? Shucks. Was Maybe it was. Is that the purpose of what we're doing? <laughs> Spiritual sunshine. What is the purpose? I'm going to say <gasps> feeling good is the purpose. <laughs> feeling good all the time is the purpose. I, it's not working for me, guys. <laughs> but maybe not feeling good in the sense of like candy. What's that fluffy stuff? Cotton candy? Cotton candy. <laughs> but feeling good of like, it's okay for me to exist. Like a sautéed spinach, perhaps. Mm. With some bacon in it. Or... Ooh. Whoa. I'm going vegetarian, everyone. Wow. Okay. okay. Don't <laughs> I'm disappointed, but I'm trying to hold it in. We support you. I'm clearly cutting off. I'm the reverse vegetarian. Uh, just so much guilt. All right, everyone, let's go confidently in the direction of tools. Ooh, of course, I like it. Not too confidently. We will definitely need to practice. Sweet Annie, please guide us towards your tools. Okie dokie. Ladies, this is so fun making this with you. I have some simple tools. This sounds lofty but for me acting with integrity builds my true self-confidence so it's similar to the things that we've all been saying but just behaving in a way that lines up with my my brain and my heart because I have this really amazing capacity to kind of gray over stuff that I don't want to think about and then kind of be like, I don't need to think about that and do something different. But inside, I still know that's not the thing I want to be doing or the way I want to be behaving. And then it erodes my sense of self-confidence because I start to not have that intimacy and trust with myself because somewhere underneath me, I'm like, I'm not being who I want to be. Hmm. Or I'm not trying to the best of my ability to be this person I hope to be. What has helped get there is slowing down and getting connected with my body. For a long time, I was very disconnected with my body. And that sense of self, the internal one, it couldn't be sourced because I was just like, there was my brain and there was my body and they existed separately together on the same vessel, but they both had their own agendas. And <laughs> just like that. Can relate. And mm -hmm. so meditation has been so helpful even in the beginning the first couple of years of meditating I didn't even really realize how disconnected it was but then all these tools slowly have kind of had this confluence of coming together of having somatic therapy and meditation of being like oh there was a really big disconnect between my brain and my body and when I spend time in my body then I can know how I actually what makes me feel good or not good when I do certain things and I know I'm being vague, but there was like, I would get sensations in my body if I behaved a certain way, mm. but mentally I'd be like, doesn't matter, shut it down. And my body's like, Hey, we have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and at the more that I discounted that, that sense of self-confidence would get kind of pulled away. So meditation tools that help me get connected with my body, whether that's breathing exercises or somatic therapy, or just kind of even simple tools of like checking in of, oh, I just had this conversation with somebody. How'd that make me feel? Is my pulse going faster? Am I a little bit cold sweats or do I feel good? What's happening? 
So just pay, being willing to pay attention. And then this is a really simple tool. And for me, it's been one of the biggest ones for self-confidence. And I have a specific brand of self-indulgence that maybe not everybody has, but it really is coupled with a desire to want things to be easy and feel good and to not work hard. And in my mind, <laughs> that's what makes me feel good. And But in reality, it actually erodes my sense of self-confidence because all that stuff kind of pulls away where I'm like, you don't show up for yourself. You don't show up how you could for life. But then that part of my brain, the pleasure part of my brain's like, you're fine. You like it. This is great. All you want to do is lay in bed all day and watch Netflix and ignore all your responsibilities. That's what it looks like at its worst right now, which is really honestly not that bad. Comparatively. <laughs> we've come so far. I know. I'm like, oh no, me too. It's so bad. And I'm like, wow, we've come a long way. We are doing amazing. Right. From the queen of darkness to the queen of Netflix. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so this is my simple tool for building self-confidence. If you have that brand of self-confidence eradication that I do, and it is doing things that I commit to doing, not doing things based on my feelings. Mm -hmm. And it sounds really simple, but I have a very, it's very easy for me to be like, I'm so gentle and tender today. I simply cannot show up and do that task in life. And then later it makes me feel rotten. And then that tears away at my self-confidence. So I do the things that I commit to do and I don't make decisions based on my feelings for the day. That's all. That's one of my favorite tools that you taught me. We go by our commitments today, not our feelings. Just put your pants on, Annie. It's a big deal. <laughs> you can get out of bed. Or if you're not feeling like wearing pants, you know, a skirt. Yeah, you can wear a skirt. Pants is a tall order for me. You know? uh, yeah. Just one simple dress because then you didn't a have to do... A simple moo-moo. A simple moo-moo. You didn't yeah. have to do bottoms and tops and make sure the proportions are right. Just one, yeah. one thing. When I have been in really low periods, I've actually had this big pair of like... Uh, in fleecy leggings that mm. would fit over my pajama pants and then a sweater <laughs> yes. that fit over my bed sweater. And so I could leave the house in my pajamas, technically wearing street clothes and show up for <laughs> meetings I needed to go to. And it was like, I was Your really pajamas depressed. pajamas were underneath. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> is <laughs> incredible. And I could go do the things. I feel like that's the real tool here. I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it was life changing. Cause I'm like, I can still show up even though I feel so murky and mushy and small and rotten inside. And then at the end of the day, I go to bed with this sense of built self-confidence of yeah. like, I showed up even though it was really hard. Totally. And I didn't even have to take off clothes and put on pajamas. You just peel off the top layer. So smart. Bingo. Ready for it all. Life. <laughs> Thank you, Annie. I'm going to dive in. Yes. Tell us, Pony. I really liked how we've been talking about intimacy and trust of self and how this is the well that's really building our natural innate confidence that we've always had or crushing it. The tools that I want to implement and use more, I know we talk a lot about meditation and I feel like I want to go over it a lot because I was so resistant to it mm -hmm. and just angry at even the thought of it. And without this piece... I do not think that I would have the space to be able to really listen to myself and to attempt accurate self-appraisal, to really hear what is here and have the space to hold it all or seek to something higher to help me hold it. So 
Thank you for bringing up meditation always and just a reminder that meditation can look like three minutes. You know, you can start where you are and just sit and see what it feels like to really be with what's here, to notice even what's here, how fast my mind races or the, you know, whatever, whatever it looks like. In talking about all of this, it's recognizing that confidence is the absence of negative thoughts about ourselves. Mm. And that just really simplifies it for me to take the negative self-thoughts that I have and really question them. Is this true right now? If confidence is our natural state and we've simply been feeding on negative thoughts, once we stop taking the poison, our natural state returns, one could say. I'm hopeful. I like it. (laughs) Me too. Can we keep a little focus on the inside and be aware of all the negative thoughts? And that's where the uh, meditation part comes in. What if we considered right now that we're aware of these thoughts, maybe for the first time, and once we become aware of these thoughts, we have the choice and the option to let them go. When I hear myself saying, you don't know this, instead of just buying in and believing it and operating from the place of, "I, I don't know it, I can't do this, I can take the choice to see if that's even true instead of just buying in all the way that space those moments of really getting to see like what's here and then questioning it is a really big tool for me because when we are able to identify the negative thoughts the space opens up as a choice do these negative thoughts serve me and what are the facts what is the evidence that proves I'm incapable unworthy an imposter And then I like the idea of considering that we don't need to put any effort into feeling confident. All we need to do is identify and dissolve the negative thoughts that aren't serving us anymore. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to do this topic because I've really been feeling somewhere in the middle of just how I was explaining earlier with my experience of just being all over on the spectrum, but really in a big deficit as far as self-confidence goes and how much it's been hurting me just in regular everyday life, whether it is being able to put forth any type of effort. And I really want to have the intimacy and trust with myself. I want to have that. And so if my mind is telling me you're unable, you're incapable, you can't do this, there's really a lot of mistrust that's going on with myself hearing that and then often producing and showing up and being able to do it. I like the idea of when I hear myself saying, you can't do it, you can't do it. I like saying, I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. And then just whatever it is, attempting that little bit, uh, that's really been helping me move forward to go confidently in the direction of my dreams. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) But also not. But also not. Maybe. I just, I really loved simplifying it so much that the absence of the negative self-talk could be where my confidence really comes from and it's felt so freeing. So identifying what is here, being able to hold and listen to when I'm te- when I'm just tearing myself down and questioning that. And a great way to do that, of course, is to do a little bit of writing. If you're able to be able to hear it, I carry around a little book with me. One of the things I do is I check in with my body. What does it feel like in my body right now? And since I'm doing that anyway, And anytime that I hear a negative, whether it's the karate or 
You know, at any moment, I mean, I could be driving and miss a turn. It's like, you're an idiot. How could you have made such a mistake? And it's like, oh, okay, so that's there. This is the environment. This is where I'm coming from. This is what's here right now. And then asking and offering myself to be able to just soften a little bit. And what would I say right now? Oh, it's totally fine. There's a million other exits. We'll just get right back on the road. I used to, I can't believe how much I used to just tear myself down for missing an exit. <laughs> so painful. Sounds exhausting. <laughs> I really love, no wonder, also a reason why I probably couldn't really do anything. I'm so exhausted from just tearing <laughs> myself down all the time. Seriously. Uh, um, so the invitation to really just kind of see what's here and then if it's too much to hold, if it's too hard to hold, writing it down just to take the power out of what's here. Maybe you want to send it to us. We would love to hear what your negative self-talk is to yourself. And sometimes that can be really freeing. And then anytime anyone gives me a compliment, I make a note in my phone. Oh, that's nice. Wait, yeah. you don't Im- immediately punish them for saying No, I, of them? course I did forever. Okay. <laughs> that's how it always be. I'd be like, ew, gross. No, not I that. I hate you. Yeah, that's that, what I'm proud to say. Yes, that was, that was the first of the journey was getting to see myself whenever someone said something nice to me, me just batted away like, <laughs> get out of here. That's definitely not Fucking true. bird from sky. <laughs> <laughs> smushing it in palm of hand <laughs> it's dead it's never true and now I say oh thank you <laughs> very awkwardly and then I go and make a little secret note in my phone and then I go over it because if someone is saying that to me perhaps it is true hmm. pony you are so wonderful you're such a good friend I agree. you're so smart and beautiful oh, and your sweet ring little pony here that's just naturally like that <laughs> oh my god where did that come from okay all right thank you so much it's so nice to have people around <laughs> around you that can say nice things about you that are that are probably true so thank you so much everybody ella i was just thinking about how uncomfortable it is for me to receive compliments and how funny it is that I'm like dressing in a way that I'm pulling for attention apparently you know but then when I get it I'm like (laughs) and so I remember trying to say thank you and first I said I was said because it was too uncomfortable to say thank you I said a gracious person would say thank you (laughs) because I was like I don't feel like that person right now Mm -hmm. and then later I was willing to say thank you but I was like too afraid to actually say it so I said it in a funny accent and I'd be like thank you I knew it I knew the one I know the one (laughs) so uncomfortable but apparently that's easier and now sometimes I can say thank you yeah, and that Genuinely. was that was the process. Ella, you're so wonderful. It's been a slow progression. You're so beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I thank love your you. amazing <laughs> sense of style and your big, beautiful brains. It's thank true. You. Yeah, let it in. Something I was thinking about during this episode, listening to you guys talk about your experiences, is how I was so not sure who I was, and I, the way I knew to find the boundaries of where I was and where other people were is by bashing into things. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'm here. But it's this really harmful, awkward, kind of violent process to figure out where I began and ended. Really based on not having a sense of self. It was really based on everything was coming from the outside. So I had no idea what was in here. That's why I think that self-awareness is such a big tool. And, you know, I think that's, it's a, the fact that we've all mentioned 
meditation and self-awareness as tools that help us so much with self-confidence is not an accident, you know? So for me, one of the biggest things in finding my way towards self-confidence was getting to know myself, you know? And one way that I did that was with meditation for sure. Other ways that I've done that are with writing. Sometimes I remember asking a Zen teacher that I really love and respect, I asked him, how do you be authentic? Because I was... (laughs) I was in love with this very attractive man who had come to this monastery I was at for the summer. And I just felt like a bumbling, like 12 year old when I was Mm -hmm. around him. But I also had this like rich spiritual life and practice. So I was like, okay, how do you do this? He said something which was really great, which is you learn the boundaries of authenticity by finding out what feels inauthentic. And so instead of this like violent process of bashing into people, it turned into this kind of like experiment of like, does does that feel like me? You know, like, how did that feel? And so it'd be this like process of, and <laughs> I wish it was like an algorithm today, but it's still the same trial and error process, which is wonderful and humbling. And I'm ready for some kind of like robotic, mm. like, could I just get like a self-confidence plug-in or like, that would be so nice it's more like the blind leading the blind okay (laughs) (laughs) just bumping around bumping around yeah so it turned into this like joyful hopefully joyful experiment of getting to know who I was and finding out that I used to think I was like the worst person in the world and I'm like oh I'm not and sometimes I would think I was the best person in the world and it's like oh I'm not and (laughs) that was actually really a relief there's something I've heard in spiritual circles that is Humility doesn't mean thinking less of yourself. It means thinking of yourself less. And when I act in a way that lines up with my values and integrity, I kind of get out of my own way. You know, like if I'm really taking good care of myself and my life, I don't have to waste my energy feeling anxious about the stuff I'm avoiding. Like Annie said, I, I get to have this real solid thing to stand on, which is based on how I show up and do what I say I'm going to do, how I act lovingly toward myself and others or intend to do that at all times. And another part of that for me has been, so if meditation, if this getting in your body thing feels really gross to you, which it did to me at first, the other tool that I want to suggest is because it, for some people like me who don't want to be in their bodies and are more used to kind of living from their brains as a mental control tower. One of the tools that helps me when I'm in that kind of place is to ask myself what my values and intentions are. To really search deep within myself for at the heart of everything, what are my values and intentions. And one bonus of this exercise is that I also get to see what we sometimes call underbelly motives or intentions, which is actually really great because then I get to own those too. It's not like I'm bad for having mixed feelings about something. It's like, oh, that's there too. You know, like I'm fully human. That's part of it. And then I, I actually get this sense of relief and freedom when, you know, if somebody's like calling me out on it, it's like, you're right. That's totally part of it. And it, all of this stuff is here and it's, it's all allowed to be here. When I can come back to my highest intentions and values, which are love and service and connection, I feel really free and really confident and confident in a way that is kind of not about me, confident in a way that is 
true confidence in the principles by which I'm living rather than who I think I'm supposed to be. That is something I can really belong to. And so instead of, um, you know, needing to like bolster myself up to feel okay about who I am, it's this, this really solid thing I get to stand on, which is I belong here. I'm allowed to take up space. I'm allowed to have needs and advocate for them. I'm allowed to tell people the truth, even when it makes things uncomfortable. Instead of what I thought would happen if I did that, which I don't know, is like the world like exploding and then like collapsing in on itself. Instead, what happens is I feel even a greater sense of belonging and um, trust and integrity. Not always all the time, especially when I'm first starting out doing that, but eventually it feels so safe. It just makes me feel like I'm so... I'm so held and I can trust this life and this process and myself, even if I'm not right, even if I put my foot in my mouth, even if whatever. The end. Yay. Thank you so Thanks, much. Ella. Thanks, ladies. Well, beloved friends, we are confident we've covered self-confidence well enough for now. <laughs> for today. <laughs> There's always more to uncover and discover about ourselves. We want to hear from you guys what's going on. Also want to say we had a gentle email confusion. And so if you emailed us in the past months and then didn't hear back from us, it's because we did email you back, but we sent it back to ourselves secretly. So we didn't have to give all that information. <laughs> Just know it was a technical glitch. Yes. Oh yeah. So if you emailed us recently, I'm leaving we, it. Okay. I'm leaving it. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so Pony very lovingly went back and sent them all again. And so, so if did you Ella. were and Ella, thanks ladies. So if you didn't hear from so look inside whatever random inboxes you have because we did reply and we just want you to know that your emails didn't go to the void and that we love you and we want more emails send us more so thank you everybody who's reached out to us it means so much to us we love to hear about your spiritual walks and all oh the rest of the good God. stuff and our friends on the east coast who've reached out we just are so grateful so many from all, all over, over from all over the planet we mm -hmm. just love you all even if you don't reach out what oh, yeah. a miracle to even be here yeah you're reaching out with your ears wow. by listening I like it. <laughs> it's so great. So find us on all the social meds. Social meds. Social meds. Oh yeah, pretty spiritual podcast. You can go specifically to our website www.prettyspiritualpodcast.com. We would so love it if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It would help us so much. We know a lot of people listen on Insight Timer, and that means the world to us. And we just would like to reach more people. So if you're inclined and it's fun and easy. Please do. Maybe do. If you're into such things, we are very excited to talk about what is happening next, next week. week. <gasps> well, da, I'm da, so da. excited. Next week, we're going to talk, we're going to shift the self-confidence conversation into a kind of group confidence conversation when we talk about spiritual friendships. Spiritual friendies. Oh. It's a real thing, you guys. It's Yay. so Tune in to obviously. find out. Can't wait. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.